Welcome to Reapproaching Christ, the podcast where we love the scriptures and bring you contemporary insights into the scriptures and Christ's perfect messages for our day. I'm your host, Dr. John Dunn. Today's podcast focuses on a question that we get a lot, and that is, what is it that Christ really provides, and what is it that we really receive from him, or what are we filled with that comes from him? And I think a great place to start is to look at the Acts of the Apostles. And when we read what Christ promised to Peter and the other apostles in their early ministries is really instructive. If you look at Acts, just chapter one, you go to verse eight, he told them, you will receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you'll be witnesses, you'll receive a testimony. And so much of the Acts is all about how Jesus Christ was going to direct his church through the Holy Ghost in the lives and ministries of his apostles. And Peter's just a great example of this. He is continuing to preach. He is in prayer and supplication with the very few meager numbers of the church at that time. It's only 120 people we discover in verse 15 of Acts 1. And yet they're unified. These people have come together and they're in one. They're in accord in prayer and supplication. So Peter is gonna lead them by example. And one of the great examples of that comes, of course, in the day of Pentecost, when the apostles receive this incredible visitation by the Spirit, and they're talking in tongues, they are being adaptable, they're able to speak to all these different people from these different locations who are in Jerusalem, and they're starting to convert you know, thousands of people, 3,000 at once, and another 5,000 later. And Peter talks to them about this. He uses this moment as a moment of testimony, which is what he receives again through Christ and through the Holy Ghost. He receives testimony. And then he shares it it this way in verse 32. This Jesus has God revealed and raised up, wherefore we are all witnesses of him. Being by the right hand of God exalted, having received of the Father the promise of the Holy Ghost, he has shed forth this which ye now see and hear. So you're all witnesses. You get to enjoy seeing us receive the Spirit. But he goes on to tell them, when they ask, what shall we do here? He says unto them, repent. Be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. He's saying that it's not just apostles that get this. It's not just ministers and pastors and priests. It is the everyday member of the church, you can receive the Holy Ghost as well. So I think in chapter three, that is the the very best example of this. Peter and John are going up to the temple to teach as as Christ has commanded them. And they come upon a lame man. He's 40 years old, we learn later. He has been sitting there on the steps of the temple every single day. It says in chapter three, verse two, the certain man was lame from his mother's womb and he was carried and laid daily at the gate of the temple to ask for alms. So he's not ambulatory. He is absolutely not able in and of himself to do anything. And he just lays there all day with the best people going by to do the best work in the temple and to hear the best messages. And do you think some of the people probably averted their eyes? Absolutely, they're human. But here we have Peter and John who have been personally instructed by Christ. Now, if you go back to the widow's mite, And we talked about the widow's mite where Jesus was sitting over against the treasury. And he calls his apostles over to him. And this is a teaching moment. He says, look, behold how these people cast into the treasury. 
I want you to observe human nature. I want you to assess these people. I want you to look deep into their hearts because the spirit will allow you to do that. And you're going to be able to heal people and touch people and serve them because you can understand them. So here is how they took his teaching to heart. Verse three, he sees Peter and John about to go into the temple and he asks them for alms. He begs and his expectation is what? I'd like a coin or two. That's his expectation for his whole life. That's the blessing he's looking for. I'm not ambulatory. I'm laying here. All I want, all I can expect is a coin or two. And Peter, verse four, fastens his eyes on him with John, fastens his eyes. Now that is not just looking at him. That is fully engaging with him. It is giving him all of his attention. Now the spirit's driving him to that. That's something we can receive. The desire to engage with our neighbors, our friends, our communities, the world, the desire to engage, not just be apathetic, not just be disinterested, actually engage. So Peter fastens his eyes upon him. And he says to the man, in communication, look on us. So the man looks up at them. Again, he expects to receive something of them. What's he expecting to receive? A couple of coins, just one or two coins. And Peter immediately disappoints him. Peter says, silver and gold, I have none. Oh, that's disheartening, right? Here's his expectation of a coin. And Peter says, I haven't got any coins. Sorry, can't give you any money. But... As I have give, I give unto thee such as I have. In the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. Now, does this remind you of the ill person who was layered, he was lowered down through the roof by his friends to Christ earlier in the New Testament? He's down there with Jesus. Christ approaches him and he doesn't say arise and walk at first. He says, after assessing the man, fastening his eyes upon him, your sins are forgiven thee. An even greater gift, which the expectation of the man on the bed was way lower than that. This man, his expectation is a couple of coins, and Peter says, arise and walk. So he holds him by the right hand, lifts him up, and immediately his feet and his ankles and bones receive strength. This is a miracle, right? How does he react? This is beautiful. He leaps up, he stands and walks. He enters with them into the temple. He walks with them, leaps and praises God. Now that's amazing, right? He's received this much greater blessing because Peter, by engaging with him and partaking of that spirit with him, has elevated his expectations. He's enlarged this man. He's given him a greater life. And Christ can do that for every single one of us, no matter what our particular challenges, whatever's holding us back, Christ can release that. And the funniest part is the people gaze in wonderment and amazement at this, and Peter looks them right in the eye and corrects them. And he says in verse 12, he says, you men of Israel, why are you marveling at this? You look earnestly on us as if by our own power or holiness, we made this man to walk. Let's get this straight. We are nothing but humble servants like we all should be. This isn't my power. This is the power of Jesus Christ. That power exists today, and that power is absolutely available to all of us.
it's so interesting that he goes on to say, this is not my power, but God has glorified his son, Jesus, in this healing. And he goes on to say after that, that this man is healed through his own faith. It's his faith that has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. So as we go forward, we can see the things that Peter and John and the other apostles will do. They speak up. They bear testimony. They are bold. They go to prison and they are released. They're beaten and they still speak. They want nothing to do but to serve. The people even feel that their spirit is so great. The spirit that is with them is so great that just Peter's shadow going by them can heal them. Much like the woman with the issue of blood felt all she had to do was touch the garment, just the hem of the garment of Christ and be healed. So what is it that Christ provides in these scriptures that we can receive today? If you go through these scriptures, just the first four chapters of Acts, you're going to find that we can receive counsel, testimony, witness, power, strength, revelation, inspiration, the spirit, the ability to communicate, not just through tongues, but the adaptability to make our message heard to others. We are given fearlessness and confirmation of the truth. We've given boldness and unity. We're given confidence, enthusiasm, comfort, peace, and in the end, we're given grace. All those things are emphasized. It's not just for apostles, pastors, teachers, priests, you know, your ministers. This is for every single believer in Christ. So if you're a household of faith, be buoyed up by that. Be encouraged by that, that as these apostles are given this perfect gift of the Holy Ghost, we can receive it just the same as they can. Remember that this week, and we look forward to seeing you again here on Reapproaching Christ. Thank you.